Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance live from the headquarter of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany and from Chicago, Illinois, USA. Uh, today we have a special guest, Marguerite Torotello. I hope I, well, I think, I think we are on LinkedIn, are we on LinkedIn? Let's check that out because I think he just said um, that he had some issues there. Let's check this, this is live and that's what happens when you go live. Uh, let's wait just a second. I think we are online. Let's check that. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. So, okay. All right. So, who do we have here today? Margarit Torotello. She is a communication ninja, insurance, and, yeah, expert. You have, you have worked in the industry and you worked in the White House, too. So, you know uh, what crisis and crisis communication is doing. Thank you very much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Robin. I so appreciate it. And I so appreciate your passion for the industry and your leadership. It is so fantastic that you're doing these LinkedIn live shows. And I'm so excited to be one of your guests. I really appreciate the opportunity. And you are a guest in a very special show because it's the first show we do in cooperation with the Versicherungsjournal, which is the largest insurance journal in Germany, and Insurzine, probably not correctly pronounced by myself, because it's the leading insurtech site from Italy. So uh, we're in cooperation with them, and we get probably a lot of uh, people uh, watching there too. Um, my question to you is, um, yeah, what is the situation uh, in the US currently, and what do you as a communication professional um, and, and, and crisis professional see currently? And allow us a, a sneak preview into the curtain. So uh, thank you, Robin. Thank you for the question. And so as I look across the U.S., I see how the insurance industry and industry partners are working closely together. And so this global pandemic has impacted everyone in so many different ways. But you're really seeing the insurance industry do what we do best. It's working together to help people in need. And that could be people in the hospitals, the first responders, doctors and nurses. It could be working with the local food banks. It could be working with employees. And it really is a global effort. So you see, the while many companies here in the U.S. may be here, they also have global operations. And so that strong collaboration is really fantastic. And I'm really proud of how the industry is responding so quickly to help people. Yeah, and I've seen also overviews of, you know, Nigel Walsh uh, from the UK who made an overview about what people are actually, uh, how insurers are reacting. Nicolas Zur did that for, for Center Europe. You share this um, from, from America. So I think insurers are responding, doing more than we actually should. At least some insurers are doing it. Why do we? Why? Um, why is it that we do such a terrible job in communicating? Because we still have a super bad image. I mean, except your clients, of course, but in the industry itself. So the industry is a data-driven industry, and we're all about numbers. And especially with the coronavirus, you're also seeing the government officials. Everyone is talking in numbers. And what's really important from a communication perspective is how do you bring people into the story? And so yep. there are some organizations and companies that are doing a really great job. So when you look at travelers, they have yep. put up huge money that they are Putting, to, putting out for uh, nonprofits and helping people around the globe, and then also how they're helping their policyholders, but they're also putting people into the story. So travelers, they've taken their headquarters office in their 
kitchen, the cafeteria, yep. instead of shutting that down, they're keeping those employees working and they're partnering with local nonprofit organizations and they're cooking meals for people that need to eat. So, you know, hunger is a wow. big issue right now in this global pandemic. And so travelers, that's a great example of how do you put people into the story and help people see not only are these big number dollar numbers of how they're giving back, they're helping people that need it the most right now. And so Travelers is doing a great job of putting people into the story. And what I really like about that example is it shows that it doesn't matter the size of your insurance company, your agency, your brokerage, um, or your, your as a service provider, tech company that works heavily in the insurance industry. Um, you can do good, such a, it can be a gesture, it can be keeping people on payroll if you can afford it, it can be helping the community and others. Um, we've seen this also, uh, agents and brokers doing that a lot. So um, I think it's great to see that's a, it's, it's a small example, but it shows that actually everybody can do a little bit of something. And, uh, but what do we say if you are a mid-size insurer or you're an agent, um, how could you also share the story to inspire others to do good too? What is your concrete tip there? So we're really seeing a lot of creativity and how people are doing that. And so you're seeing one of the great things about the insurance industry, when you think about agents and brokers, and they have such great relationships in local communities. Yeah. And so they're reaching out to their networks and seeing how they can give back in exactly what you just said, Robin. It could be in a large financial way, in a small financial way. Grinnell Mutual, excuse me, Grinnell Insurance and I was a great example. So. Yeah. They recognized that Girl Scout cookie Girl Scouts were having a hard time selling Girl Scout cookies because they can no longer go door to door. They yeah. can't outside of grocery stores. And so Grinnell Insurance bought 700 cases, excuse me, 700 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, 700 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Then Grinnell went and gave the Girl Scout cookies to hospitals in the area. And that's a great example of touching so many lives. They're helping yeah. these young girls meet their goals. They're giving the hospital workers cookies. Who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? And again, showing how they're tapped into the local community. And then what they're doing is they're sharing that story on social media. So social media is really playing an important role, that communication piece of sharing how you're doing good. So my old boss used to say, if you build something on the dark side of the moon, no one knows. So from a communication perspective, while you're doing these acts, big and small of all size, make sure you're putting it out on LinkedIn and you're putting it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all the platforms, make sure you're helping people see what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great example. And we have already the first, uh, not questions, but comments from Hassan, Stefan and Ali Reza. Thank you guys for being here. Don't hesitate to ask uh, uh, Marguerite some uh, interesting questions and the questions, you know, I don't dare to ask, they might ask. <laughs> right. um, so thank you very much for sharing these 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 insights. That was um, the the communication part, um, but um, you also talked about um, business uh, interruption, uh, which is a super large topic in the US. We had already several guests about it, but I have the impression every day there is a news about that one. Um, so what is the current situation about the large insurance topic about your clients currently uh, in the US? So again, it's really great to see how the industry is working together. So you have the trade associations like APCIA, they're working with the Insurance Information Institute, they're working with the National Insurance Crime Bureau and others in the industry to really come together on responding on helping people understand how insurance is structured and how it works. And so that's yeah. really important too, is putting that educational component out there to the media. So you're seeing tons of media interviews and then also working with lawmakers we even saw President Trump last Friday. He was talking during his press conference about insurance in a very technical way. So he was talking about business interruption insurance and coverage and talking about how insurance companies operate. 
And then you're also seeing the insure techs working together to help companies navigate this time. How do they do that? So a great example is Kirsten Marr, who leads data solutions for Insurity. They brought together a spatial key and the data from the Valen Analytics, their consortium. And then they've partnered that with the John Hopkins Global Maps, the coronavirus. Okay. I'm sure everyone has seen those maps. And then what yep. they're able to do is provide their clients that they can overlay what the John Hopkins coronavirus maps look like with their book of business in real time. So day by day, they can help them see what could be the potential impact when you think about workers' comp, business interruption. And then they can also take it a level further and they can look at where those insurance companies, their dispersed workforces, and see how that's happening. So you're seeing some really cool insure technology coming in, working with insurance companies to help them manage what's happening from an operational standpoint. In, in our talk before, uh, in our offline chat, uh, you mentioned also a term I did not have, I did not hear before. No, I have not had heard, whatever, you know, I did not hear before. Right. Uh, the, term, the term coronavirus fraud. Uh, please share what, what your insights are there. So it's, you know, it's really sad that even during this global time when in so many ways we're coming together in a positive way, you have bad actors that are looking for ways to exploit and harm on others. And so the National Insurance Crime Bureau is doing a fantastic job of bringing together resources and partnering with other organizations. So I'll make sure to share that link with you, Robin. Yeah. You can get that out to your network as well but really looking at what's happening with fraud. And so they had a webinar, they had 3,000 people on a couple um, weeks ago. People are hungry for this information. So you're seeing fraud in a variety of ways. Just this week in Atlanta, there was a man that was trying to sell thousands and thousands of face masks. That's one of the hot topics you and I were talking about that. Yeah. And it was fraud. He did not have the masks. Um, NICB is also talking about, this is just a really sad thing, but people are Googling how to start a fire. So we've heard stories about small businesses, how they're really fearful of how they're going to get by. You know, there's such an economic hardship that's happening right now. And so raising awareness that people are searching how to start a fire, it's really scary and it's really very, very sad. Yeah. But, you know, from and, a perspective, we need to be thinking about that as well. So those are a few examples. And I think, I think that how to start a fire example is uh, something that underlines the dramatic of the situation and the desperation of people And um, uh, I think that's something we need to watch out for. Um, and also the agents and brokers out there that are super close to the community. Um, sometimes it's not only our job to cover risks and, and save, you know, financial issues. But, you know, if we see things like that or the desperation to really maybe just be the shoulder that, you know, tries to help the person. Because I think that's something the most under um value not undervalued but underestimated danger of the situation is the psychological consequences and the desperation of people that actually were forced to shut down their healthy businesses right. and and i think uh, we have had stimulus packages over here too um but i'm not sure if they will um, um be able to do that and i'm also curious what the what the um, audience thinks But uh, yeah, coronavirus fraud versus how to start a fire. I think it shows the desperation. And um, I'm curious what we as an industry can do there, not only to, to prevent fraud, but actually help these people that are desperate. Right, I agree. I think that's, you know, education is such a key, key component right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of technology like that's really focusing on some of the cyber crime 
with related to the coronavirus, but the empathetic position that you're talking about is really important. And the communication piece, exactly what you're talking about is how we're sharing tips and information and things to be aware of on our social channels can really reach people right now. Yeah. So anything we can all do together to help get information out and really try and prevent bad things from happening is so important. And then that also goes to, there's a, you know, there's so many empty buildings right now. And so when you think about from the workers comp and you know, yeah. that perspective as well, there's not people in these buildings and you also have then severe weather happening in the United States. We had horrible tornadoes yesterday. We're getting ready for hurricane season. So the collision of InsurTex, technology, people working together in just really unprecedented ways is really important right now. And industry is really working hard to do that. Yeah, Moshe Wax from uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, uh, fellow countryman, he asked, and did uh, President Trump also say something about creating a fund for insurance companies? So uh, the part that I was listening to, I did not hear him talk about that, but I do know that APCIA and so many other trade associations, they've really come together and um, Marsh Global that they are spearheading as well. So you are seeing in the U.S., companies coming together and they are working with lawmakers to talk about what needs to be done and how we can really try and provide help. And so we had the first round of aid that happened here in the U.S., but there are people working really hard behind the scenes to provide education and help really show what is happening in the insurance space and how we need to help people in really doing it in some creative, innovative ways. So thanks for the question. That was a great question. Yeah, Moshe, thank you very much. And, and of course, in the now, it's uh, we talked about the you know the the negative part, the crisis, the situation, and it's bad, and we need to you know work and focus on everything. But let's look ahead. Um, you um, are also um, um, I'm sorry. Um, you're also uh, yeah, like I think the founder of uh, InsurTech Careers Movement, or at least the advocate, a strong advocate about that. Um, before Corona, we needed a lot of people that were actually. Um, you know, helping us to get out of our mess we put ourselves in, you know, and not digitalizing and saying whatever, you know, um, we have always done it this way. But I actually think after Corona, we need even more and better people. Right. So share a little more about uh, how did the crisis and how does the crisis change hiring, the, not only the process, but also the whole aspect sure. of it. So again, some really positive things that are happening is the strong collaboration in the industry. And so you're seeing people working together in trying to get information out. There's been a lot of questions about are people still hiring and people yeah. are still hiring right now. The Jacobson Group, they've already had some of their clients do the whole interview process virtually, which is really fascinating that there are companies that are going through the entire interview process, doing it all virtually, hiring people, yeah. onboarding virtually, like never having met someone. So what a positive aspect yeah. is, I really think this is going to open up the job market in some innovative, creative ways. You know, before there was such, we have to meet people face to face, we have to see them, we need to talk to them. But now how people are using Zoom and Skype and so many great HR tools, they're showing that you can do this anywhere. And then you're also seeing the added layer of people are working from home. So before just we were at a conference six weeks ago, and at that conference, we were talking about the future of work. Our friends at Deloitte were talking about yeah. remote you know, work and what it could look like. And it's so funny to see how we just completely accelerated that in a matter of moments. And so that's really going to change as well. People are going to have more opportunities to work in different places. And I think that's an exciting outcome of the coronavirus is that there will be other opportunities. Um, one other exciting part is Gamma Iota Sigma. We work closely with them yeah. and they're working with all of their sustaining partners, talking to recruiters. 
And what's great, recruiters are still hiring and will be continuing their internship programs. And I think yeah. it's fantastic. And I give insurance companies a big cheers because they're finding creative ways to have virtual internships. And that's yeah. really important. And then you're also seeing that insurance companies in the U.S., they're still hiring entry level positions. And Robin, exactly. I think this is so important because when you think about the, the financial crisis from um, 2008, yeah. people that graduated and came out, when you look at the statistics, really had a much harder time. And when you look at what happened to their salary and earning compared to others that did not come out at that time, we don't want this to happen during this global pandemic, a global crisis. Yeah. So the fact that companies are still hiring entry and doing internships is really, really important. That was really yeah. a long-winded answer, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 great. Um, I, I think that's something um, we really need to, to focus on. Um, why? Because um, if you know, I know insurers actually that some regional crisis did not hire for 10 years and I went with after workshop with one of the C suits to their uh, cafeteria, and I said, "Oh, it's so nice that you have a day for the retirees." And he said, "That are our employees." I was like, "Oops!" Wow. Uh, and you know, if you don't hire young people for ten, fifteen years, and just you know go for consultants or uh, just don't have them, uh, then your whole organization, in some cases, is very one-dimensional. That's when when there's a lack in diversity, lack in diversity of you know gender, about uh, ethnic backgrounds, about right. also age. Um, I think that's something uh, that's super dangerous if you stop now. Of right. course, everybody needs to look at the balance sheet. That's for sure. But um, I think that's also also a topic we need to 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 look at. And do you have a tips for for people? How can insurance be you know uh, more relevant and and hotter and and more attractive uh, even in these remote times? So, Robin, I love how you bring things full circle because we started talking about communications and how do you put people into it. So, right now is the industry really needs to keep telling how they're helping and showing people, really showing how employees are helping in this time and making it personal. A great example is electric, excuse me, nuclear electric insurance. They have had, you know, you're seeing a lot of Zoom calls right now and how people are doing all these spirit days, which is great. But Nuclear Electric, they did a pizza party where they every employee was able to order pizza from a local pizza place, which is helping support local businesses, and had the pizza delivered for when they did their Zoom employee meeting. And then everyone was able to talk about their favorite pizza place. But like something as simple as that, like telling that story, the company is showing that they care for their employees. They're trying to make their companies feel engaged and valued. They're buying them lunch. Yeah. Companies buying lunch, the company's going back and supporting local communities. Like, I would want to work for that company, right? Like, that's yep. such a creative way. So, going back to those communication best practices, showing on social media, showing in the stories that you're telling your family and friends who may have people that are graduating right now that are going to be looking for jobs, that personalization is really important. And so, they did a great job of showing that. I'm hungry now. <laughs> you, um, I know. <laughs> pizza. pizza. No. But, but maybe one more thing, I had a discussion the other day and there was a two-fold position. One said the insurers will now be super um, in the luxury position and pick and choose the best talent because a lot of uh, startups will go over the, uh, will, will go down the drain. And with max unemployment coming, we actually can now, because we are a safe industry. And others said, no, that's not going, it won't return to the old system. What do you think? 
I, I disagree. So again, talking with uh, Kirsten Marr and with other friends in the insure tech space, people are still moving forward with those projects and those initiatives and you're seeing technology play an even bigger role. So some of the concepts we were talking about at Insure Tech Connect just a few months ago, you know, with all our friends in Las Vegas, yeah. we're seeing in real time why people need to be able to access technology and data and use it in such an innovative, fast way. And so this to me just really accelerated what's happening. And when you're talking with companies, you're seeing that they're not holding back on those projects. They may be crafting them in a different way or tweaking them or mm -hmm. modifying them, but you're still seeing the value of recognizing these old systems are not gonna work in this era. And so they're still gonna be, talent is still gonna be going into the insure techs, but I do think we will also have talent wanting to come to us because you do see like the staggering numbers of unemployment. So people maybe that were displaced from other industries, if we tell our story in the right way, I think we could attract yeah. some really ex exciting talent from other industries that are looking for a career change because of what's happened with coronavirus, the global pandemic. I really liked your, your idea to say that, as I understand it correctly, that insurtechs may be even more dangerous for incumbents because now they need to work harder for their funding and have, they maybe have a better product, work on the better algorithm. I think that's a super interesting approach. Um, I'm not sh I'm not sure in which direction it's going to go. I think we will see mass, uh, mass unemployment. Uh, we will see some relief there. But the super desired uh, experts that can pick and choose their jobs, they will do be able to do this. Uh, then too, maybe not with the same signing bonus, uh, but uh, they can pick and choose uh, there too. Um, well, maybe if, maybe one last question, because I know you have terribly a lot of things uh, to do back home. Um, in your, uh, um, and my question is, what do you think is insurance? What are we going to learn from it? Are we going to be better? Are we going to be worse? Are we going to restaurate the you know naysayers we, we have seen? What, what is going to change in the industry? What do you think? Robin, thanks. That's a great question. So I think that we're really seeing, again, what the industry does best. And so we're responding from the business operations way, but the philanthropic response. So when you look at what the industry is doing, when you look at the numbers that are being put up, whether it's MetLife or American Family or a small insurance company or an agency broker, how they're helping from a philanthropic standpoint is yeah. phenomenal. And then the Insurance Industry Charitable Foundation, they've launched a national fund, the Children's Relief Fund, that are helping people in local communities, not only here in the US, but in the UK and in other locations. That's really exciting. And then again, the business operations, the innovation that's happening will just continue to really accelerate the creativity of the industry and how we're helping people in such unique ways. I think it is gonna drive people to solutions faster. And so just again, even a few months ago at Insure Tech Connect and all these conferences you and I go to, you know, there's such conversations about the speed of rate and there's the conversations how insure techs think in six weeks, six months, and insurance industry can in the past sometimes think in two years, five years, but this moment has taught us how you have to be agile and be able to move at lightning speed. And I think that is really great for our industry and industries around the globe. And so we're all learning cutting across all industries in the collaboration, the global collaboration, like you and I, that I love how we're such great friends and collaborators in you know, your network. I think that's one of the positive that's gonna come out of this. The world is going to continue to be even smaller as we work together to help each other to succeed. 
What a great closing statement. Thank you very much. I'm also doing the shout out for everybody participate. I'm sorry for Stefan and Moshe. They had another question uh, we could not answer right now, uh, but maybe you find some time later to, to, to find some comments there. Uh, also, Ali Reza, thank you very much, and Hassan. And let's also do a shout out to uh, Desiree, uh, um, um, CEO of OCC, um, Ryan um, uh, of um, uh, and Alireza, Tom, Hassan, Eduardo. Thank you very much for for being here. Thank you very much for your time, Marguerite. And uh, yeah, uh, keep keep hanging in there. And uh, thank you very much. And I really hope that we all see us at the latest at Inchitech Connect in Las Vegas. Maybe it be with gloves or breathing thing or not. Um, but I really hope I that. I agree. Thanks again, Robin. I appreciate the opportunity.